0: Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Friday morning. There are not many individuals. Man is right because we got hit with a tidal wave last night around 850 or so. There are not too many people in collegiate or professional sports with their absence, altering the balance of a season and the crowning of a champion. Mm. But then again, Trevor Lawrence isn't just... Any other player. Good morning. Keyshawn J. Williams. rubin We're presented by Progressive Insurance. TGIF! Yes. Thank goodness it's Friday. And, uh, well, you know, it's off to a bit of a sobering start. Normally, we're getting ready for the college football Saturday and the NFL Sunday. Lawrence a star in one, soon to be a star in the other. Oh. But, fellas, the big story right now is Trevor Lawrence testing positive for the coronavirus. He is going to be out for tomorrow's game against Boston College. We'll get into all the details about next Saturday's gigantic game against Notre Dame, which would be a top five showdown and exactly what his availability would be. It is indeed complicated because much like many coronavirus related issues, it's very vague, it's very nebulous, and we're learning new things all the time. So let's just talk about the headline first, fellas, that the biggest star in the sport, has tested positive. Then we'll get into all the nitty-gritty, but it is a gigantic headline this Friday morning.
2: Well, first of all, you obviously, you start off by saying, get healthy.
1: No doubt. That's, yes. that's number one. Experiencing mild symptoms, which is something we should certainly add. A lot of kids his age, asymptomatic, yes. but he is experiencing some symptoms.
2: So you, you start there, and then you you say, okay, we kind of, this has been something that we continue to to talk about since we started this show about the COVID situation, college football, college sports in general, what would happen when kids start to actually contract the virus and become positive, what happens to them, um, you know, their health, who's monitoring the risk versus the reward, all of those sort of things factor into this. Trevor Lawrence was one of a handful of collegiate athletes that wanted to continue to play college football because he felt it was in the best interest of not only – Himself and his university, but just as a whole. Um, so you you certainly know the talented guy in terms of football. What that means to a program, what it means to the conference and college football as a whole. It, it's another one. I mean, he's not going to be the only one, right? I mean, you just you just hope that as they continue to test their program, that there's not a jarring amount of players on their team or people on their campus or surrounding areas around him as. They do the contact tracing that continue to come up positive like Trevor.
0: So, same like you, Key, first and foremost to Trevor Lawrence. Him and I have connected multiple times. I hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself. Get healthy soon. And then secondly, the the next major question I have, Zubin. Yes. When does the 10-day clock start? When does it start? Because that's a critical question. Because it starts when his symptoms subside, Correct. Correct. So depending upon when that is, we'll determine whether he comes back. Clemson cannot lose to Boston College. If Clemson loses to Boston College and then they lose to Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence, I don't think they're in the college football playoffs. If they beat Boston College and then lose to Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence and then he comes back, I think they will make the playoffs.
1: Let's run through the timetable, and you're right. If they were to lose to Clemson and Boston College in a span of eight days, that would be two losses. Granted, that could be two, if not one, loss without Trevor Lawrence. No two-loss team has made the playoff in the history of the playoffs since it began in 2014. Let's just start at the beginning, give you a quick timeline of how it goes. According to various media reports, Clemson is tested three times a week, as you would expect for a big money team that can afford to do that. Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Remember, sometimes coronavirus tests could be $100 a pop, depending on how they're doing the tests. They have the ability to do it. According to Clemson Athletic Director Dan Radikevich, Trevor Lawrence tested negative on Sunday. Next test would come, Wednesday, and according to various reports, including ESPN, CBS, USA Today, all the reputable outlets, that is the day that Trevor Lawrence tested positive. To Jay's point, the clock begins, because in the ACC, unlike other leagues, we've talked about this with the Big Ten, where the kids miss 21 21 days days or three weeks, a little more truncated in the ACC, it's essentially isolating for 10 days after the test, and you have to be all right before you return to practice, assuming you've got no symptoms. However, we already know Trevor Lawrence has symptoms. Symptoms. So let's put the clock at Wednesday. Simply put, from the day of the positive test slash symptoms coming to the surface. If you put it on Wednesday, you go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday would be 10 days. They play Notre Dame on Saturday, November 7th. Just putting that out there as a contingency key. What about practice, though? he would, in that scenario, practice. No practice. he would play the so game the, without practice. So
2: the first time he could actually physically touch the field right. would be on a Friday leading into that Saturday 24 hours. Actually,
0: Saturday. no, Saturday, right? Because Friday would be the 10th day. Friday would be the 10th. He could so play Saturday, the game without would, practice. The first time he would actually touch the field would be Saturday well, against what Notre Dame. Well, what
2: I said, well, the reason I said Friday is because of walkthrough. So he can't touch the field at all till Saturday, Saturday, which is the actual game. He can't go through Friday's walkthrough
1: if we are presuming that it was Wednesday. We're going under that scenario right now. Also, he would need to undergo and pass an EKG and an echocardiogram. Those are both heart tests. Those need to be cleared as well. Myocarditis is a heart issue that has been caused by the coronavirus and has affected young people. It's not just something for elderly yes. people. So he would have to go through that 10-day period. Understood. Let's presume it starts on the Wednesday because that's but when Zubin, people believe I the test that happened. But I heard that he, he first went into
0: tests. isolation on Thursday. Thursday was his first day of isolation. So wouldn't Thursday be the first day of the 10-day quarantine?
1: It would, but they can also go back and say, according to protocols in the ACC, you can start the clock from the day of the positive test slash Ah. symptoms arising. So you could start the clock on Wednesday. But that's very important because you're talking about one One day day making all of the difference. But if we go by the Wednesday timeline that ESPN and other reputable media reports have put out there, it could be 10 days On Friday. But again, he would have to pass a couple of heart tests as well, including an EKG and an echocardiogram. I will mention if they do have to go with their backup, DJ. (laughs) Uyaga Lele, is their backup. Is their backup?
2: Very careful. DJU. DJU. Very careful trying to get that out, huh?
1: (laughs) Uyaga (laughs) Lele. If you're wondering, and this is a small thing that nobody really cares about in the moment because we're worried about Trevor Lawrence, because Clemson has not played in any game that has been competitive this season, the kid has played in five of the six games. He's 12 for 19. He's had a couple of scores. He's understood what it's like to play big-time college football. And as you may imagine, and Key can give us more details on this, absolute stud, number three, Pro pocket, passer, USA Today Player of the Year, Mm. five-star recruit, and Mm. the heir apparent to Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, that's coming a little quicker than we thought with regards to short-term, but he's going to be Lawrence's replacement when he leaves for the NFL. So that is who they would have instead. Clemson, a 31-point favorite over Boston College, though that game may be taken off the board.
2: It could be taken off the board or whatever. I think that they're in good hands. Um, Clemson has plenty of talent taking over for Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. He's had some reps this year. I mean, he's a huge huge player. I mean, he's gosh, he's going about 6'5", 240 mm. some odd He's a he's like a mini Cam Newton type mm. from California, from the Inland Empire. So, it, they they stole him out of our backyard at USC, but that's okay. Um but he's a big time player. And and he's going up against Boston College. This is not going up against Notre Dame or Miami. This is a different type of situation. That's why they are 31-point favorites in this particular game on the board as of today.
1: No question about it. And speaking of Cam Newton, the young kid DJ built like Cam, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, which QB is more likely to be replaced after week number eight, which started last night with a strange Falcons win over the Panthers. (laughs) They won one. They won one. And two, both without Dan Quinn. That says something. Cam Newton or Nick Foles. Be a part of the Keyshawn J. Will Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN is, uh, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, speaking of Cam, boy, he got cathartic, real, visceral, and raw talking about his short-term, or if there is, long-term future
3: By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C eBikes.com. Jay's got the
1: soundtrack rolling from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Now available at Redbox, an edge of your seat action thriller that can't be missed, Rent Avis, starring the great Jessica Chastain. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch our Red Box smart picks coming up a little bit later. This morning, with a Halloween theme, with everybody knowing what's going down this weekend. Ooh, 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 scary. Are, you, are you trick-or-treating? <laughs> this oh, year, <laughs> virtual no, trick-or-treating. Can you do I'm it? I'm going out <laughs> at Zooming. <laughs> That's a scary costume. That is. it. Make sure you have a sweater ready. Just pick any sweater. Just put it on and go.
2: I swear to you, I almost wore a sweater and dressed like you. The problem is I did not have any pants. I swear to you, I was in the closet looking. I was going to come like Zooming.
0: <laughs> you should have. I have a size and 32 waistband on 5'11". I forgot, I forgot, to, the, I forgot so. to go get the hair It's tea from the tree. Shop, it's the so.
1: tea tree. You got to use the tea tree. That's what Zubin uses every morning. <laughs> so I'm 42, dressing like I'm 76. Tony La Russa is 76. <laughs> he is back in Major League Baseball, the Hall of Fame manager. His second go-around with Chicago this is a very interesting hire. He's an old school guy for a team that has big time expectations and baseball has gone decidedly new school with their managers. He's also been a little bit skittish about player protests and voicing your opinion, although he's walked some of those comments back as many have in the year 2020. Here's Tony La Russa on a Zoom call. The new White Sox manager on players getting emotional on the field.
2: Every year there's more and more attention being paid to uh, who does good and who does bad in the game. You don't do anything right or wrong uh, in a clutch moment that you don't get celebrated for or criticized for. So I've seen how that has impacted players emotionally. And if I see that it's sincere and it's directed towards the game, that's displaying the kind of emotion that you want. As a coach, what you want to do is you want to get players Passionately involved with the competition.
1: Again, in the past, La Russa had been sort of the polar opposite of those comments. But again, we all evolve and we all change. And Jay, I know you actually know Tony a little bit.
0: Seventy years old. Uh, I, I do. I do. If if that is the new two thousand twenty Tony La Russa, I will root for him. He will be challenged in two thousand and twenty though with the volume of things that come at you and the pace in which they do. But if he
1: can sustain that mindset, I like that. Yes, our show's a little bit different. The headline across the rest of the country might be White Sox manager who left in 1986 returns in 2020. That's just a little bit strange, but that's the way we are in the sports world. What is old is new again. What is old? Cam Newton, back to the same old, back to back, terrible games. This game against the Bills is not just a litmus test game for Buffalo. Obviously, this is really big for Cam Newton. Throw in the fact he's not going to have Julian Edelman either Mm. On Sundays, dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. Of course, Tom Brady was well known for making nothing out of something or something out of nothing. Cam's going to essentially have to do the same thing. And Cam was very honest, open, and emotional about the struggles he's experienced here the last couple of weeks.
0: Losing is not acceptable in this locker room, in this county, in this state in this area, in this region. So Cameron Newton,
2: you need to pick your expletive up. That's what I've learned.
1: Cam going third person. Before we get Key's thoughts, the Pats need Cam Newton to get in the zone, get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone, get in the zone. Auto zone. So he gone third person. They got the big game against Buffalo this week. And then eight days after that, they'll have the Jets. That's the short term future for New England, as they sit at two and four, two and a half games behind the Buffalo Bills after having won the division 11 straight years. That streak seems to be in serious peril. And Cam seems to be in serious trouble here. If you listen to one Cam Newton himself.
2: Uh, yeah, he he knows. He knows the pressure is on. Um You know, he had the one game, obviously, uh, Denver coming back off of COVID. So, you kind of get, you know, you get a little bit of a pass the way, the one and a half days of practice, 13 days in between games. Then you come back the following week and you lay another stinker, but this one was really bad against the 49ers. I mean, he didn't even look like a quarterback that belonged in the National Football League, and he'd be the first to tell you. As he did. Um, And so – you know, whether it's acceptable in Boston area, the region, whatever the case is, they've had a lot of success over the years and obviously nine Super Bowl appearances and six years, and six wins with, with Tom Brady. You went in there with the pressure on you already. The setup. It's called the setup. So if you wasn't going to perform at a high level and, and get them into a situation that they're accustomed to, no matter what you did as a player – you was going to be on the wrong side of it. That's just the way it is. And then you go out and you don't play well in two of, two of the last three games, so to speak, and everybody's seeing it, and it's and you are a, for all intents and purposes, you are a star in the National Football League, and you don't play well with the expectations. This is what happens, and, and it happens. So he all he has to do, is put him on his back and win. Go beat Buffalo, and it quiets a lot of noise down. And then you got the Jets, another medicine that'll take care of itself. And now you're on a two-game winning streak, and everybody's looking at it differently.
1: And you're 4-4 four and four going to the back half of the
2: season. And, and you're okay. You and it, lose the Buffalo, come join us here on Keyshawn.
0: Can so you ESPN be NFL you, analyst? You be your division rival, right? So, um... I really want to see Cam win, Key.
2: Absolutely.
0: I want to see Cam Newton win. I want to see him beat Buffalo with pretty much no weapons and he has to put the team on his back and do that. I just don't think it's gonna happen.
2: Man, they play, he's out there I, playing with Jacoby I, I
0: don't, That's what I'm that's why you don't have Jacoby Julian Myers. You don't have Julian Edelman. He's Camille out there. He's not that that's your target that brings grit, experience, your primary target. You have a lot of, as Charles Barkley would say, you have a lot of guys, a lot of just guys that you're working with, and now you're asking him to do something exceptional against a team that hasn't been playing too well but also has a lot of the tools and pieces to beat you pretty easily.
2: J. Will, they have Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, and Gunnar Olawski, if I'm saying his name right. I don't even. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's the three healthy receivers that they uh. have. Nikhil Harry, I don't even – I gave up on him. I mean, I just
1: – Young kid from Arizona State, yeah, always I, hurt, always yeah, hurt. I
2: just – I gave up on him. I don't even know where to start with him. I mean, he's got the size. He has some athletic ability. But for whatever reason, he just can't get right. He just can't
1: get right.
0: I I, I just feel – and I, I want to see something different happen. I just feel like we will be talking about Jarrett Stidham going into the Jets game.
1: Fair enough. A reminder: Pat's Bill Sunday one Eastern coverage starts at noon here on ESPN Radio for the radio play-by-play. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including our college football playoff expert, appear on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, and she is next to tell you two things. One, short term, what does Trevor Lawrence's positive COVID test, if you're just waking up, yes, Lawrence positive COVID test mean for their huge game against Notre Dame in eight days, and what does it mean?
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Big deal would be a big understatement, I think. Let's get right into it. Straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Heather Dinich is our college football playoff reporter and senior writer. Before that, she covered the ACC all day, every day. So she has a really unique insight on in all of this, and she is joining us on the Shell Penzoil performance line Heather, good morning. Essentially, we're just going to ask you to empty the bucket on everything, you know, so fans can get up to date, starting with when exactly Trevor Lawrence's quarantine
4: begins and the 10 day clock commences. So, Zubin, that's the biggest question. Trevor Lawrence tested positive on Wednesday. He got his result back. Thursday, but the 10-day clock begins with the onset of symptoms, which is unclear when that was. Now, if he can return for the Notre Dame game, Obviously, that's a big deal. But look, I spoke with CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock last night, and while he declined to speculate on any hypotheticals, he did say that the selection committee considers availability of players. If you look at the CFP protocol, which has not changed um, since the inception of the playoff, it talks about injuries to players. And he said the right word should be availability, because they also consider suspensions and ejections from games and, and, and things like that so if he's not available the selection committee will obviously take that into consideration in their deliberations but we just don't know yet if he'll be back for that game and by the way guys they have to beat boston college without him first
2: (laughs) how would they look at it let's say for instance heather if they don't beat a boston college without trevor lawrence and they lose to a notre dame with trevor lawrence
4: See, that's where I think it gets more interesting than the win or lose Notre Dame. I think if you're talking about a two-loss Clemson, then that gets really tricky because what happens is the selection committee would then evaluate Clemson through the backstretch of the season with him are they a top 4 team with him in the lineup regardless of those two losses the answer is probably yes they are we've seen that through the first half of the season but how do those two losses hurt them in the long run would they put them in anyway look um what we know about Clemson's backup quarterback, I'll go ahead and let Zubin pronounce his last name for me, but what we know is that he was a, an extremely good high school player coming out of California, and he's played some in mop-up duty, and Clemson within the program is very confident in his abilities heading into this game against Boston College. But again, it is what do they look like with him in the lineup.
1: And Jay, real quick, DJ Lale to answer <laughs> Heather's question from Bellflower, California. Thank five-star you. prospect who eventually will be the heir apparent to Trevor Lawrence and in some ways will be the heir apparent at least for one game tomorrow. January.
0: Don't worry, Heather. I, I just call him DJU. That's what we call him. <laughs> that's a good It call. makes it simplistic. Um, there we go. <laughs> how will CFP view the different protocols from different conferences?
4: So that's a that's a great question. Um, look, at the end of the day, it's not rocket science. And I continue to remind everyone it is who did you Beat. And without those non-conference games to really help say, okay, this is how the SEC matches up against the ACC this year, it's more strength of conference, right? And don't forget, in terms of the ACC, Notre Dame being a part of that conference this year, even if Clemson were to lose that game on the road, they still potentially can avenge that loss in the ACC championship game. And then if you're looking at a scenario where Clemson and Notre Dame split, The ACC could make a case for two teams in the college football playoff, depending on what happens throughout those other Power Five Conference championship games. So this is huge news, obviously, because of who it is, Trevor Lawrence. But in the big picture, it might not quite change Clemson's playoff position in the long run.
1: It's a fascinating point because you juxtapose, uh, juxtapose excuse me, how those two days, and it could be something, right? You get there and you say December 19th, mm-hmm. that would be the rematch in the ACC title game. Because for the casual fan that may not be aware, because this year is so different, that Notre Dame is essentially considered a full ACC member and they are eligible for the ACC title game. They could play Clemson in that game with Trevor Lawrence on December 19th. And then basically 24 hours later, the committee would have to figure out if Clemson or Notre Dame or both potentially could make the playoff. That could be an unbelievable 24 hours, and that's what Heather is referring to. Last thing, the playoff has been around since 2014. It's not exactly a grand old dom here. But how has the committee viewed player absences of a high
4: ilk like Lawrence in the past? Well, look, we've seen it with Trevor Lawrence, guys. I looked it up last night because I remembered this. 2018, Clemson's playing Syracuse. Trevor Lawrence gets knocked out of the game, which what, what I think was a head injury. And Chase Bryce goes in and comes in and wins the day for them. It was a very close game. I want to say they won like 27-23, 24, something like that. And the big question was, oh, they didn't look too great in that game. What is this election media going to think with um, Trevor Lawrence injured in that game? And in the end, it didn't impact them because they won every game and they made it to the CFP. But we have seen this happen before. Um, And and look, again, the question is, what do they look like without him in the lineup? What do they look like down the stretch with him in the lineup? At the end of the day, it's are they a top four team down the stretch when the committee rankings start? And look, they don't even start till November 24th. (laughs) So there's plenty of time for Clemson to figure this out.
1: There's no question about it. We're used to those late October rankings, but obviously that's been truncated since the season has been truncated. We just scratched the surface with Heather on the biggest story in sports this morning. And I encourage you, if you're really interested in that, to keep with us all morning long, we'll talk about it. But there's also a great piece by Heather and her colleague, David M. Hale on ESPN.com right now. It takes you through all the particulars. Heather, thanks for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Happy Friday, Heather. Thanks, guys.
4: Thanks, guys. Hey. One thing
1: I quickly want to mention, according to CFP (laughs) (laughs) protocols, Heather mentioned this, guys, in her first answer, but this is worth repeating. Remember, the protocols went into place 2014 when the Ohio State University won the first college football playoff. We're now entering the seventh college football playoff. Obviously, when the rules were put in place in 2014, nobody could have foresaw a -a once-in-a-century-plus pandemic. So right now the rules do state since the rules were put in place in 2014 when this four-team playoff began, that key injuries that may have affected a team's performance during the season could be taken into account when observing comparable teams. You Mm. don't have a player, somebody else is comparable, they do. How do you look at it? Also, availability has been suspensions, or disqualifications. If you target a guy and you miss the first half of a game and your team loses it because they don't have you for the first half, something like that. Coronavirus, missing a game for non-suspension, non-DQ-related reasons, that's a point where we've never been at in the history, the short history of the college football playoff. So that is a qualifier worth considering.
2: And I'm sure the uh, CFP, will, the committee will look at everything That will make you a qualifier, right? I mean, Heather is interesting. She says that the back end of the schedule is more important than the front end of the schedule when you're talking about teams like Clemson and quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence. That's just interesting to me because I never would think that – I would think that you're looking at the entire body of work from beginning to end, not basically the back end of the schedule. I just – right? You should be looking at everything.
0: It should be everything. Right. Zubin, you and I are both betting men. I bet you that Trevor Lawrence will be playing Saturday against Notre Dame. One of the things that Heather said that really caught my attention, it was 10 days since the onset of symptoms. Right. Key, you and I looked at each other. <laughs> right? Like, if, if, if there's an out clause, there it is in the writing. When did the symptoms start? They started Monday. Right. Well, well, they, they started could, Monday.
2: They, they could have started on Monday. We don't know that. I, I know, but, but I'm just saying. No, like, I'm just saying for clarification purposes. They we don't started, know if they started on Monday, but that's like exactly Jay my point. Say, like Jay say, what if they started on Monday and I don't feel good, Coach? Okay, well, just chill. We're going to test you on Wednesday,
1: right? Because <laughs> what, what the fellas are saying, saying. I understand. That's
0: right. what I'm saying. Like not knowing is actually not knowing. Saying that yes, that's actually when it started. In order to expedite. The 10-day quarantine process. In, what the <laughs> fellows are saying is you could
1: change the start date of the onset of the symptoms, but you cannot change the date of the positive coronavirus test. So if you say your symptoms started before I took the test, that's why I kind of took the test. That's why we take these tests. Then you might be able to backtrack and get to 10 days much yeah, easier. Conspiracy
0: the
2: same,
1: big game coming up. That's big fair. game coming up. So those are the three would, days. would rather
2: have my Trevor Lawrence and play this game rather than not have my yes. Trevor Lawrence and play this game. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, just once again, to circle the three big dates for Clemson. Obviously tomorrow, but people think they can win. November 8th, Notre Dame. Yes. December 19th, potentially Notre Dame again in the ACC it's title the game. December 20th, the very next day the four teams in the college football playoffs. playoffs. So those are the short and long-term goals for mm-hmm. Clemson. Reese Davis, the host of ESPN's College Game Day, reminding us this is not just a Clemson story. This could happen anywhere, anytime, on any campus in this great country. And it shows you just how delicate this season really is.
4: I think they uh, are, are still so good and so talented that they can weather that. Certainly not with the same ease they would have with the best quarterback in the country, but you know it brings other things into the equation, and then just shows you how how fragile this season is, and also what a difficult uh, job the college football playoff selection committee will have.
1: This is brass tacks. We should be looking at it from more than brass tacks, but from a brass tacks perspective, football key. It's a cliche, but in this case, it's very apropos. Next man up, DJ. Uyanga Lale He is a freshman quarterback. Handle it, man. DJU. Yep. DJU. 12 for 19 in spot duty. Couple scores. Clemson doesn't play close games, mostly in the ACC. So Lawrence comes out. This kid comes in. He's going to be the heir apparent. Gigantic kid. Pro pocket passer. Five-star recruit. USA Today National High School <laughs> Player of the Year. And remember... When Kelly Bryant got benched at Clemson, who came in? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So it has been proven in this system with their terrific offensive coordinators and head coach Dabo Sweeney that they are able to take studs, move them in short-term or long-term, in place of guys that have given you great service, whether it's Bryant seeding the way for Lawrence, or in this case, Lawrence having to step away due to an availability issue for Uyanga Lele. It is important to mention because this kid is now in the most pressurized position in all of college football, and basically he was in high school not too long ago.
2: And and, and Dabo Sweeney and this offensive system that they run is very quarterback friendly to all the guys that they've ever had since he's taken over uh, prior to Prior to uh, Deshaun, there was a, another kid, and you probably could think of his name. Yeah, Kyle but
1: Parker, Woody Dantzler. Woody Dantzler, that's what it was. So, so you had Woody,
2: Woody Dantzler. <laughs> then you look at Taj, Desh- Gips- Taj Gibson. Taj you look Boyd, at excuse me. Taj Boyd. Taj Gibson
1: NBA. Taj Boyd.
2: You look, at, you look at, Deshaun. <laughs> 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 at Deshaun. Then you look at Kelly Bryan. Now Trevor Lawrence, and now DJU. Um, and this is a good game for him. I mean, this is a good game to get his feet wet as a starter against Boston College. I don't anticipate any drop-off. Really, I don't. Uh, He has a ton of playmakers around him. The defense is solid. I mean, it's just, they should win this game, right? 31-point favorite, they should win this game.
0: Key, let me give you a hypothetical scenario, and you give me your answer. Hypothetically, Uh Clemson loses to Boston College. Hypothetically. I don't think it's going to happen. Hypothetically, it happens. No Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is then able to come back the day of the Notre Dame game. They lose to Notre Dame. They then win all their games out, beat Notre Dame, say, in the ACC championship. You're telling me the college football committee is not going to put Clemson in the college football I, playoffs I'm considering tell- a year with COVID?
2: I'm not telling you anything, but what I would say is that they've never put we- a 2 lost team – in the college football playoff. We've if never you had got, a pandemic. If you got these Georgias and these Alabamas and these Ohio States in an undefeated USC-type team, Mm-mm. you got to look at that.
0: I, I, I hear what you're saying. You just oh, got to look at it. I'm going to look at conference. I'm going to look at strength of conference. I'm also, if you're going to give the eye test, you can't tell me that Clemson isn't one of the top two teams in the country. You can't tell me that. Even if they do lose to Notre Dame on Trevor Lawrence's first day back after having COVID. We never – we never plan for having COVID in a pandemic.
1: Fair enough. We're in unprecedented territory in all sports. Let's talk a little NFL.
2: It feels good. Uh, obviously, you, you, you want to be in this spot. You want to have these wins when you can. Thankfully, our guys didn't blink, man. it was able to hold it together and make enough plays to secure victory.
1: That is the voice of Big Ben. My voice telling you, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. It is a thrilling Friday. Indeed. Shout out to the legend, Michael Jackson, one day away from every kid's favorite holiday. Although this time around, it's going to be a little bit different. <coughs> Let's welcome in Diana Russini on the Shell Pennzoil performance line as we switch gears from college football To the NFL, Diana, Steelers, Ravens, you will be there covering it for ESPN Sunday. And you have said of all the games you've covered in your career, this is the most excited you've been for a regular season game in quite some time. Why is that?
5: Zubin, you're not on Twitter. How did you find that out? That's what I tweeted yesterday. Somebody passed that along to you. You Indeed. have a, you 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 you've got a burner, don't you, Zubin?
1: <laughs> Kevin Durant joining us next hour. No, no, I'm no, just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No.
5: <laughs> you know, I I was going through all the stats, all the storylines. I. I, I down some rabbit hole of historic games between these two over the last 10 years and the relationship between John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin and obviously with Big Ben you know you have the storyline of the new NFL versus the old you have Big Ben one of just the few passers passing quarterbacks left in the AFC and going up against Lamar Jackson, who really represents the future of the NFL and really what we've seen in the last year. So, yeah, I consider this to be the most exciting regular season game I've covered this year because of all that. And, you know, let's add on the fact that we know this is going to be a really physical, aggressive game. And, and anytime you've talked to any Steeler player, once they wrap up their career and they're a little bit more honest about what that rivalry is about they always are pretty open about saying how much they hate the Ravens and vice versa when the Ravens talking about the Steelers. So, you know, to be able to get teams that despise each other, uh, I think it's always just such a treat and it makes for a good game, which is why I'm looking forward to this one.
2: Diana, you obviously been having conversations with the Steelers defense this week. What have you learned from them? Don't give me everything. Give me something, though.
5: You don't want it all, all right? Because you have all the answers, key. That's why. But you know what this defense is talking about. You know, you take. Let's just take a look at the sack numbers for Lamar Jackson this season. Okay, so he's got 16 sacks through five games. He had. Just about twenty three last year in the entire season. So he's dealing with a lot of pressure, which is something that you know the Steelers team wants to bring. We saw what they did last week in terms of slowing down the run game from the Tennessee Titans. They knew that they had a really tall task ahead to to stop Derrick Henry and, and they did just that with almost very little issue there. They had no answers for that Steelers defense last week. So for Lamar Jackson, they know that he struggles on the outside they're going to force it, make him throw to the outside he loves his tight ends we've seen that before they're going to try to contain him, keep him in the middle of the field and in terms of his legs right we, we, we saw actually ironically Tennessee do such a good job against Lamar last year in the playoffs by just forcing him lateral keeping him outside those numbers that's the way to slow him down so the Steelers defense, they feel like they've got a really good season in terms of deal, dealing with these running type quarterbacks. And basically, what, what you saw them do against the Kansas City Chiefs is what you're going to see this Ravens defense do against, uh, excuse me, the Steelers defense do against this Ravens offense.
0: Diana, what has allowed the Steelers offense to actually thrive?
5: It's just those short passes, long runs. It's really been the bloodline for this offense. It's why they've been undefeated. You know, you talk to Big Ben for just a few minutes, and you you, you get the sense that he's got so much confidence in the fact that he's got so many targets. He He has six, basically, pass catchers that he can go to. They've gotten over 25 more targets per game, each of them. Think about that. He's got so many options now. This isn't the old Steelers where you think of just A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. you got numerous guys that he can go to, and he's comfortable with them. And, and, you know, guys, when I was on the show with you guys last week, we talked about the creativity of this offense, how it just looks a little bit different. And last weekend we saw even more of that, the layers that this team has. And and Ben is so comfortable in the pocket. You saw him do things against Tennessee where in that first half, just – a 38-year-old quarterback that looks like he's moving like a 28-year-old, uh, and th- he's certainly going to give the Ravens, you know, uh, quite the challenge this week, knowing how good he is in the pocket. On top of the fact that he's got such great chemistry with these young receivers,
2: Diana, we talked obviously a lot about the Steelers. What about what message about the Ravens? What's that message that they're sending, knowing that they got to figure out how to get Lamar going?
5: Yeah, it doesn't feel like the Ravens of last season, right, guys? Do you remember how much Lamar lit up the league? It's all we were talking about. And, and it just, even though they're 5-1, and one, it doesn't feel like that at all. You know, and I spoke to some guys on offense earlier in the week, um, you know, just about perspective headed into this game. And, and they certainly think that in terms of the test for them, how real they are, how good they can be, it's going to come this weekend against the Steelers, which, you know, obviously makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. All right, Dinah, I need to ask you a real question here. Um, how sure. would you react if you came into work and your co-worker was clipping his nails in the studio before you went on air?
5: Over the garbage or just no. on the
0: No, no. Just out. Just out there. Just clipping. Nails flying. Yeah,
5: that- that's pretty nasty. Uh, I'm going to guess because I've been around Zubin a lot over the years. It definitely wasn't Zubin, so I'm assuming that was Key. You know, and I'm he works about. a lot, so I'm going to give I'm going to give him um, a pass on this because I saw Key on NFL Live yesterday up in Bristol, and uh, you know he's working a lot. So you know what, you got to keep up with the manicure there. And, For- and you know what, it's an important thing, Key. I think you can speak to it. Guys that have nice nails. Is, you know, that tells the story about the rest of them. So keep up with cleaning those nails wherever you have to do it. I, I, D- hey, Diana,
0: Diana don't I condone this my, behavior. I was on my table clipping the nails. No, no. I was. I, Diana, please don't condone this behavior. He was walking around the studio. Oh, clipping. Come on, stop. He, man. Was, he was tapping it on the table, the, the big tap on the table, nails flying oh, around so in my nasty. coffee. <laughs> it's just, it's nasty. It's nasty. If I told you what he did in the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's not about me right now, Key. <laughs> I'm going
2: to leave it alone. COVID,
5: no? A little concerned about COVID, no? No, it, it, it has
2: something to do with COVID, but it's not COVID. Oh, it's another
0: nostril joke. He it, says he has nostrils. in nostrils. That's, that's, that's his go-to line.
1: Can you believe I have to deal with this I'm, five nev- days a Never from? mind.
0: I'm going to leave it alone. Thank you for joining us, Diane.
2: It's Thank always you, Di. a pleasure.
0: Love you, Di.
1: Thank you, guys. Safe travels. Two of the toughest guys in sports, nasty, going all Manny Petty on it's us nasty. this morning. It's not nasty. On the way, it's Queen. Clemson. You hear? No Lawrence. No CFP. Thanks for
0: listening to Keyshawn J Will and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at six Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your
2: audio.